Welcome back to the Sudarsh Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how the minister of Bhim Chand went to Guru Gobind Singh's court. And chapter 28 now begins describing how the minister then bid farewell to the true Guru, Guru Gobind Singh, being pleased upon receiving a sropa from the Guru. He then sat back, he went back to the king, Bhim Chand, in such happiness. He bowed down to him and then he sat close to him. And he told him everything about meeting the Guru. He said, Guru Gobind Singh is very zealous, very energetic, with such great strength, with such great illumination of miraculous powers. He was very receptive when I spoke to him about you, and he has responded appropriately. With a great respect, he sat me close, so you should meet him and ensure all dealings go according to plan. There is such a great rush there in Anandapur, all around the city. Wherever you go, you see encampments of his soldiers. And beyond that, you got the Sikh congregations there coming from all directions. And they were bringing with them offerings of all sorts to the Guru who fulfills all of their desires. And when I saw their radiant appearance, I became so delighted. So it's proper for us to go very quickly now. Hold love in your heart and let's go meet with the Guru. Bhim Chand heard this and he was very happy as well. He wanted to meet with the Guru to sort out all of his affairs, to create an alliance there. Bhim Chand got together all his soldiers, along with all his ministers. He adorned fancy clothes and jewelry, along with his guns and arrows and other weapons. And in this way, he took with him his strongest of warriors. Mounting up on an elephant, he set off down the path. His drums were sounding off ahead of the group, and it was creating such uproar, such commotion there. Bhim Chand was traveling along the path, was so delighted, and then he came to see Anandapur in the distance. When getting close, he sent a messenger first to go tell the Guru of his arrival. When the news was delivered, the Guru then sent his minister Nandachand, telling him, Go forward and respectfully greet them along the path. Bring them in. Have them dismount. Have them rest at a nice spot. Send to them all the supplies that they need, clarified butter, sugar, and for the horses and elephants, and whatever grass and grain they need as well. Give them more so they don't have to ask for anything else. Take my uncle with you as well, Mama Kripalchand. He's at home. So go have somebody call him. So Nandachand heard this, and hearing the command, he set off, and then he quickly called Mama Kripalchand. They mounted up on their horses and then set off, taking with them some other mounted warriors. They headed forward to meet with Bhimchand, and they relayed the Guru's message of happiness of his arrival. Seeing this, Bhimchand was very happy, and they spoke all along the way while heading to their residence, where they entered and set themselves up, showering and eating and drinking, refreshing themselves. All their horses and elephants were given supplies. Everybody with the king was so greatly impressed. So on the other side, the Sikh congregation and the Guru also bathed at this point. It was the afternoon time. Everybody got dressed with their clothes and jewelry. When Mata Guruji heard about this, that the king had arrived, she was in such joy. In seeing the glory of her son, she bowed down to Guru Tegh Bahadur, whose Gurdwara is there in Anandpur. And at that point, Guru Gobind Singh set off for the court, where there were countless sheets laid out of various colors. A beautiful throne was set up there where the Guru sat. And when everybody heard about this, that the court was now in session, they all began to stream into the court to see the Guru. The court session filled out beautifully. 
In every way it appeared so majestic and royal. Nakibs, the heralds, were holding staffs decorated in gold, and above the guru was a large fan. A beautiful whisk was being waved around the guru's head. It looked like a white swan was flying all around the guru's head. The guru had sent one Masan to go call the Raja, the king, Pimchand. He told them that now is the appropriate time to come for the guru's darshan, divine sight. The Masan told Pimchand, he said, The guru is thinking about you. It's now a good time to revive within the court. The guru fulfills the desires of all. So Pimchand heard this and he began getting ready. He was sitting there waiting for this call, thinking that as soon as he gets called, he would head there to sit and view the Guru's Darshan, Divine Sight. So he took with him some ministers and the other warriors who were holding their weapons. And as they were walking towards the Darbar, he was speaking with his ministers. They all had on their bodies such fine jewelry and weapons worth great amounts of money. And at that point, some Sikhs said to the Guru, they said, O Prabhuji, O Divine Guru, the hill rulers, their minds are all run. They, by many means, orchestrate such corrupt schemes don't trust them very much don't let their soldiers come into the drabar whatever ministers are coming with them let them in let them place their head down mother take to you but don't let the soldiers in understanding the hopes of his servants the plume wearing guru at that point spoke and he said if their soldiers come into the drabar then what what could they do what would happen why are you worried about them why would a tiger be afraid of many deer let them come into the court why would we hide? The Guru's house is powerfully strong. At this point, the warriors and the delegation arrived at the door of the Darbar of Guru Gobind Singh and they all arrived inside. When they entered, they bowed down to the lotus like feet of the Guru, placing down a platter filled with money as an offering. And taking the permission from the Guru, they sat down. They were all looking at the Guru's form, radiant, like they were looking at the full moon. Everyone there, all the warriors and all the ministers, all placed down an offering and bowed down to the Guru. As appropriate, some were standing. Many of them were just standing there looking at the Guru. And the plume-wearing Guru then asked everybody if everybody was alright. Clasping his hands, the Raja, the King, Pim Chandra responded. And then the Guru asked many stories and tales about local rulers and how they all took place. How many rulers there were within the mountains of Kailur. The ruler of Kotoch, how large of a kingdom does he have? What about of Jasval, that ruler, and the ruler of Guler, and Bijar, and Chandel, all of these rulers, tell me about them, the Guru said. Pim Chand then responded, explaining all the different types of kings and of that area. And after that, he said, I've heard that you have so many rare items. Please be gracious and show them to me. I have such a desire to see them, so please ask for them. The plume-wearing guru then commanded, Bring the rare and grand seat, along with the panchkala weapon. Bring them now, so his desire can be fulfilled. And then show them to him. The treasurer then heard this and quickly set off. He brought these items, placing them in front of the guru. When they pressed the button on the seat, they showed how the pieces of the board game came out, the dice, etc. They showed how they could play this game while seating it here. Pim Chan was so amazed, so happy seeing it, such a fine seat. And then they showed him the Panchkala weapon, pressing the buttons, which unlocked different components of the weapon, the spear, the pistol, the sword, etc. They showed all these five qualities of the weapon, inserting a bullet and gunpowder in as well to shoot off the pistol. And all the soldiers of Pim Chan were looking at it, they were greatly amazed. 
They were just sitting there checking it out for about an hour and a half. And at that point, Beam Chun then asked, Where did these rare items come from? Who brought them to you? Guru Gobind Singh then explained the whole story, telling him a king from Assam, from the eastern regions, brought these. It's a large region, very far from here. He was a servant of the ninth Guru. He adorned great faith and came to this region, staying many days before heading back. Pim Chand heard it and then he replied, he said, I heard that you also have an invaluable elephant, along with a tent that costs an insane amount of money. I also desire to see those items. At that point, the plume wearing guru said with a very sweet voice, he said, we'll show you those tomorrow. There's no more time left in the day to show you. So as you desire to see it, you'll see it tomorrow. And at that point, Pim Chand seeing the expression on the guru's face then clasped his hands and he got up. In bidding farewell from the Guru, the king set off in such delight. All along the way, he was praising the Guru as he was walking with his men. He was saying, the Guru was just as I imagined. Just as I've heard the praise, he was just as delightful. He was so stunning, so captivating, gloriously proficient in all ways, just like the Creator. And in the same way, with such great character and beauty, such a playful character with a sweet voice, my mind is now thinking that I won't be able to separate myself from him. I've heard so much about the beauty of Krishna, he just, he must have been like Guru Gobind Singh. The minister hearing this, praise of Guru Gobind Singh then said, The great praise of Guru Nanak is apparent to all, who is called the Jagat Guru, the Guru of the world. Guru Gobind Singh is that person who sits on his throne. The world understands them as the Sahib, the master of miracles, bestowing great bliss to their servants. So in this way, they were praising the Guru greatly as they were traveling down the path. That Guru, who has no vice in their mind, at that point, the plume-wearing Guru arrived back to his residence, the one who rides the agile and nimble horse and whose praise is so grand. So that's how chapter 28 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear more about Guru Gobind Singh and the court and Bhim Chan. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Oh, no.